Good morning, everyone. This weekend, uh, today on Sunday, we have um, some hard readings, some really challenging readings. Uh, <clears throat> I was kind of thinking about this after the last Mass was, you know, the popular thing is uh, to have your email signature with like a scripture verse. Have you ever done that? And you send your email and at the bottom there's like a quote you like. And so like one of my favorite scripture passages uh, is 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, he died for all so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. It's a beautiful verse. But I was thinking this morning, I was like, this would be a great verse. You know, we choose what we want to like hear from Christ. Maybe some of you should put this as your email, right? What's your favorite verse? Oh, it's Luke 12, 51. Do you think I have come to establish peace? No, but rather division. <laughs> That'd be a great, great email signature. My friend, some of you know Father Nathan Goble. His email signature for a long time was, uh, you are my friends if you do what I tell you. <laughs> Which is scriptural. <laughs> Today's homily is not for everyone. You have to have a little self-knowledge. Uh, some of you, today's homily is going to be about conflict and division. And if you're someone who is a little bit contentious that way, you know who you are, right? If you, if you kind of are the person who notices faults in other people first and is eager to call people out, and that's not always a bad thing, right? You probably have a strong sense of justice. But if that's you, today's homily really isn't for you. Today's homily is more about people like me. Uh, who are the peacekeepers, who will do basically anything. We're, we're always nervous about upsetting people. And so if you're a little bit like that, right, if you're, if you're worried about people being upset with you, today's homily is really for you. About a year ago, I had a meeting with um, a number of pastors uh, who were kind of in the area, and they were all from one denomination, one Protestant denomination. And they were super nice, and they, they took me out to lunch, and uh, very kind, we had a great conversation. But at a certain point, I think they started thinking that because it was going well, well, you know, this priest must think the way we think. And so they kind of opened up, and uh, we're at lunch, and some of them started telling me how excited they were because they were having a conference in their denomination that was coming up, and they were all going to get together and vote about which teachings of Jesus they would keep and which ones they would decide were outdated and they would, could move on. And they thought I would be excited about this. <laughs> they haven't been to my masses. <laughs> and I had this moment of decision, right? You've been in that place, haven't you? Haven't you been in a place where religion comes up and people think that you think the way that they do. And it could be something small, it could be something big. But there's this moment that you and I encounter, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's in your workplace, maybe it's with your next door neighbor. And there's this moment where you have to make a decision and you say, okay, am I, I have two options. I can try to gently 
tell them that I think that's a problem, right? And this isn't what the homilies is about, but I hope you understand why that's a problem, right? It's a problem to vote on the teachings of Jesus because he's God. And if you think you can determine what to take and what to leave from him, Jesus is not your God. You are your own God. Because you stand above his teaching and you decide what's outdated. And that means you're no longer a creature. You've taken that place. But anyway, but I had that decision to make. I could either, you know, kind of try to be delicate, but basically World War III would ensue. Or probably, you know what to do, is just start, stop all conversation and be super awkward, right? Until you change the subject, you know, like, so, uh, what do you think about those Buddhists, huh? Okay. <laughs> or, you can kind of pretend it didn't happen, and you can be amiable and not speak up. And I'll tell you, and that day, a year ago, I decided it wasn't the right time. And so I kind of smiled and nodded. Uh, in the hopes that maybe somewhere down the road I'd have that chance to talk to them about that. Uh, that's important too, by the way. And one more caveat before we talk about what Jesus says in our gospel is that you and I, we don't lead with conflict. We don't lead with rules. The first thing a person needs to know about Christianity, if you're new here today, the first thing you need to know is that Jesus Christ loves you. That he died for you that he desires your happiness more than anything, and that you belong to him. Right? That's the first thing. And that's what you and I always need to start with. But once we have that down, brothers and sisters, so many of us, we just don't want to cause conflict. I hate conflict. I'm terrible at it. But Jesus tells us today that if you're a real Christian, if you really love him, you're going to cause conflict. I wish it were otherwise. I wish, I want everyone to be Catholic. And I, I think most of the time with most people, we have done a very poor job of communicating what Catholicism is about. And that's my job, and that's your job too, is to help people to see that maybe they didn't understand Maybe they should, should come to the heart of Christ and find meaning and truth and beauty and goodness. But make no mistake, there are things worth suffering for. And if you're a real Christian, brothers and sisters, if you love that man, if you're obedient to him, there will be a day, there will be a time you must suffer. So in Matthew chapter 10, today we, we're in uh, Luke's gospel, we're in Luke chapter 12, but in Matthew 10, there's a very similar passage. And listen to what Jesus says here. He's talking about these times of suffering, and he says, brother will deliver brother to death, and the father his child. All right, remember in the gospel today, Jesus says, a house will be divided, father against son, son against father. If you love Jesus Christ, you might even cause division in your family. Try being the priest, right? Uh, when I go in public places in my collar, I make people uncomfortable. I've gotten used to that. But that even happens in my family. And even my family, 
I don't have to say anything. People know what I stand for. And if you love God, if you're all about Jesus, if you want souls to come to him, brothers and sisters, it's going to make people uncomfortable. Brother will deliver brother to death and father his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all for my namesake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. A few verses later, Jesus says, A disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, which is a title for Satan, which is what they called Jesus, how much more will, those, will they malign those of his household? At a certain point, brothers and sisters, you and I have to be the kind of men and women who know that there are things that we stand up for. We have to learn what those are, and it takes courage. And you have to learn, you know, there are some hills you don't die on. There are some things you let slip, and you hope that you can bring someone around. But if you're like me, there's got to be a time. There has to be a time in your life where you say enough is enough and I stand with him. Most of my life, I was so worried all the time. I'm sure you can relate to this. I was so worried about what other people thought about me. I still am, right? I hope you like my hair, right? <laughs> but I was so worried about it and I never ever worried about what God thought. I was so worried about offending people and at some point in college, I realized that my behavior was offensive to God. And he wasn't mad at me, but that he was calling me to say, Brian, this matters. There is truth. There are things that are important in life. And will you be a witness to that? How do we do that? How do you and I get that courage and be the type of men and women who can stand for the truth? And I want to tell you, I'm convinced of this. Christianity is becoming irrelevant in our culture. Right? I hope it doesn't feel that way at Lourdes. But it's, I think on a grand scale, I think Christianity is becoming irrelevant. And I think a big part of that is because for 60 years in Christianity, we've been telling people that what it means to be a Christian is to be nice. I hope you're nice. I don't really love mean people. But it has very little to do with Christianity. There's no list in the New Testament that says, uh, you know, love is nice. Love is fluffy. Right? Love is a Hallmark card. No, it doesn't say that. We've been telling people for 60 years in Catholicism and in, in Christianity in general that to be a Christian is to be nice, and we have not stood up for the truth. And Christianity loses, it's, it's cheapened. It loses its value. Christ didn't die on a cross so that you and I could learn to be nice. If you're new today, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Is there like a coffee bar we could go real quick? Let's calm Father Brian down. This is so important. I know it's intense today, brothers and sisters, but you and I need to be those kinds of people. 
We have to love people. We have to invite them and bring them along. But at a certain point, we have to be those witnesses. And that brings us, how do we do it? Our second reading today has one of my favorite lines in all of Scripture. The only way you'll ever embrace something like that is because it's not comfortable. Right? I don't like making people uncomfortable. I don't like preaching hard things. Why do I do it? Why will, what will bring us to actually embrace the cross? Here's what the letter to the Hebrews says in, verse, in chapter 12, verse 2. It says, You and I should look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Why did Jesus go to the cross? How was it possible for him to do that? Because there was a joy in front of him that he said, I'll do anything for that. That's worth prayer, by the way. If you came to confession tomorrow, or tomorrow, yesterday, if you came to confession tomorrow, wow, I'm drunk. Um, If you came to confession yesterday, most of the people who came to confession, I gave them that penance. I said, Pray for a minute about what was the joy that Jesus had in his heart that he said, I'll do anything for that. I'll go to the cross. I will suffer. Brothers and sisters, if you're going to be that person, you have to have a joy in front of you. You have to have this hope in front of your eyes and in your heart that says, Lord, I know this is hard, but I'll do, I'll do anything for that. You who are parents, I always think of my brother, and my, my brother's four kids, it's, it's so wonderful when your siblings become parents. And it changed my brother. And I know Sean, like, you see his kids, and for his children's happiness, my brother would do anything. Absolutely anything. And he would do it joyfully. That's what we need. And Jesus, we had to have that joy that he had that says, Lord, I love you so much. You are my joy. Your love for me means more to me than anything else. It means more than my comfort or what people think about me, my vanity, my pride. To be in union with you, to love you, is my joy. And Lord, I'll do anything to keep that. I'll do anything. You have to renew that. Brothers and sisters, The center of our faith is the love of God. If you want to be a good Christian, you're going to have to witness to that. And it's going to mean at some point suffering. And the only way you'll do it is if you build up your heart with such joy that just like Jesus, just like Jesus, you'll say, I will go to the cross. I will suffer. Lord, I will go wherever you ask. I will be in awkward situations. I will make people uncomfortable because you are my joy.